Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadio, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of J- December 25th, 2020. Merry Krimbus. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. Happy holiday, dudes. And Luna. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Krimbus to you guys. How are you guys? How'd you spend your Krimbus? Yeah, no, uh, it was a pretty light Christmas compared to years past. We, you know, with everything going on, like it's just hard to get a lot of people together, and and you know it's probably for the better in a lot of ways. So I'm not griping too much about it. So it was a smaller Christmas this year than usual, but I got to spend it with my fiance. It was really nice. So you know we you know we did. Uh, you know, we did Christmas together as a family at my place and then hers over at her mother and then at her, her dad's. So it, it was pretty small all around, nothing too crazy. And, uh, you know, it was a nice Christmas. It was really fun. Uh, I, I had a blast. Uh, how, how was y'all's Christmas? So mine was very quiet Christmas Eve. It was just me and my husband watching Christmas movies and Christmas specials and wrapping last minute gifts. And Christmas Day was pretty much the same watched it's a wonderful life and had a small get together at pretty much just me my dad my sister and my husband so nothing too big it was a nice low-key christmas this year very small very quiet my crimbus started by watching wonder woman 84 and i i didn't have a good time <laughs> so i stopped that and i watched soul instead and that was much better in my my opinion. I need but. to watch that Wonder Woman movie. That's why we got HBO Max. <sighs> I, I I got gripes with that, but that's mostly because of just just how the the conflict of it all. Just the main reason why a lot of things happened. That kind of story plotline in fiction, I really really hate. So. But they writ themselves in the hole because, I mean, it takes place in the past. And if it takes place in the past, where the hell are all these people in the present kind of thing? Yeah. So I think that's been the biggest gripe with Wonder Woman since since uh, like the first and mostly the second one. Uh, well, the, the second it, yeah. one more so the first one, because they kind of already set the rules that that oh yeah a lot of these people probably aren't gonna make it because she seems mournful in batman v superman dawn of justice about them being gone kind of thing so yeah so i mean it worked for the first movie but the second one they really writ themselves in a hole but that's that's my whole gripe of it I, i i gotta i gotta finish that but regardless i mean what have you guys been listening to? And I swear to God, Gray, if you say the ice, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> well, I mean, I have, but just a little bit. I've <laughs> mostly been listening to Christmas music because it is the season. And I've been spending a lot of time with my fiance. She's not into J-pop. So we've been kind of defaulting to uh, Christmas tunes as of late. So that's that's mostly what I've been listening to. I've been listening to this week's MC, which we will get to. And I've been going back and listening to like some older like wintery tunes that I really like, like uh, Color Creations, Let It Snow, Chiaki Ito's Eternal Story, 
which is a Christmas song. So, you know, you know, just small stuff like that. Nothing too crazy. Uh, what have you been listening to, Luna? So I've been kind of in the same boat as you, mainly wintry Christmas music and... So, still addicted to Chanmina Sky High, Holy Moly, Holy Night. Also went back to Boa. I actually watched one of her Christmas concerts, to be specific, her 09 Christmas concert. And a lot of my favorite tunes came up. A.E.N., Everlasting, Medicri. And a lot of covers she did, which were fantastic. She did, like, a cover, Joy to the World, Christmas Song... And I love Boa, and Josh actually enjoyed watching that as well, even though he really does, does, does not like watching J-pop concerts with me. It's a chore. He enjoyed Boa's Christmas concert because it was very Christmassy, and she mixed it up with a lot of her tracks, which included originals like Mega Step and then covers. So that was one, um, a big one, and a lot of Kodakumi her wintry songs because she does have her winter best album she released so pretty much I popped that back in and a Christmas favorite that I have not mentioned I always pull it out every year it is As One's caroling album and they are Korean pop duo I don't think they do music anymore but they released an all English album with all Christmas songs and every year I break that album out and that has been in the car because Josh actually really enjoys that one and went back to Bonnie Pink's Chain album because she is also amazing when it comes to winter songs. All those are great. And Sakamoto Maya's Driving in the Silence as it does have some Christmassy songs in there as well. What about you, Ken? What have you been listening to? I don't know what. What's wrong with you guys? I didn't even listen to Krimbus music. <laughs> For the most part, I've been listening to a lot of things. Uh, I've been listening to a, a group called Soulflex, another group called Shinsuke G's and the P's, which I really think you would like as as well, Gray, because they have a trumpet player in that one, so they're really good. I've been also I listening like, to... I a like com- the name. That's a baller name. Yeah, Shinsuke G, <laughs> G's and the P's. They have a a an album called peas of mine <laughs> nice very nice which is really good i also been listening to show asano who is a really really interesting composer and a lot of his stuff is let's just say this much i wouldn't be surprised if we had originally saw this kind of piece in the Oricon Top 10 because of just how digital music's been streaming as of late. But I've been really enjoying his work as of late. I have this Portrait EP and On Your Side has actually been fantastic. And it's mostly an instrumental track. I've also been going back to Kaze Fujii. If you remember him, Luna, I've been actually really, really liking his single called Seishun Sick. And I've been absolutely loving a lot of work done by him. This this year has been a really good breakout year for him. More so than last year. And I'm just like really enjoying a lot of the work he's done. And I can't really... I can't wait to do like an go about him. Because his work has been just absolutely amazing. After that, I mean, you got Plastic Love by Maria Takeuchi. But I just listened, listened to that for the lulls at this point. 
but besides that, nothing too much out of the ordinary. I've been listening to the Die Hard soundtrack because of Krimbus, because it's the best Krimbus movie of all time. Agreed. Agreed. I love Die Hard. My sister watched it for the first time this oh, year. Oh so I'm, I'm so jealous. I, I, I don't know how one goes that long in their life without having watched it, but you, you never get back your first viewing, so I hope she No. Oh, she loved it. She was addicted to the screen, and she was just like, why did she, didn't we watch this sooner? Does she love Hans Gruber? <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that we were watching it, and I said, so you're going to see a very, very, a couple very familiar actors in this that you're going to be like, oh, shit. Like, he's in this? <laughs> that was my first exposure to him, to be honest. That, yeah. that was the only role I knew him as for the longest time, was yeah. Hans Gruber. Yeah. And then after that Galaxy Quest and that that's Yeah, pretty... yeah, he played the dude in Galaxy Quest, which I loved his character in Galaxy Quest. Yeah, yeah, so, so and then, I know you mean the Die Hard soundtrack is great. It's, it's amazing. I I do this every every Crimbus where because I usually have Crimbus off or I don't have to worry about traffic is I wait till midnight Crimbus Eve and then I just have a nice ba- bottle of Jack Daniels, and I watch Die Hard. And that's how I celebrate it every year. I've done it for since I came back, so about like six years now. The only way, the only way. And obviously, you have the Zippo lighter too. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's someone made this ornament where they had a reflecting aluminum on the side, and then they cut out a picture, picture of him, and it, it, it's like the scene from the. The, the air vent. Oh my god. <laughs> it's really, really good. Like, I, I, I gotta show you guys that picture. But regardless, as of right now, we have one big thing to really talk about. And that's pretty much going to be the drive of this episode, along with our music corner and obviously the, the Oricon here. But the big thing is that they released this week the track listing or I guess the song listing for this year's Kohaku Utagaksen as the 71st one. And kind of want to just go over a bit with you guys and kind of see our minds and see if this was a good choice for them, for the artist here. And I guess we'll go from the red side, so the female side first. So... First one is going to be Aimyo with Haraka no Kokoro. Obviously, that was going to be her choice. We knew this from the get-go because Haraka no Kokoro was the only song that she did very well in and that she released anyway, so... And I think it's a good choice. I'm glad... I was a little bit worried she would go back with one of her older hits and not a newer one like Haraka no Kokoro. And I'm glad they did go. She did go with Haraka no Kokoro on this. I think it's a solid song. It's beautiful. And it's a great choice for the Kohaku. Yeah, I I think for the Kohaku, they really try to keep things as current as possible. And this was a good choice for her. I mean, she hasn't had that many other releases this year. So it's no doubt this would be probably the song she's doing. But I'm glad she's here. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting. And next up we have Sayuri Ishikawa and her song, and she's an anchor singer, and her song is going to be Amagigoe 
and it'll be interesting to hear her. She's she's been a staple in this for a long time. We've heard her a couple times already, so it'll be interesting to see regardless. Yeah, I like her, and this is something that'll happen quite a lot this year. But there's some artists like we never really talk about or hear from, except Kohaku, and she's one of them. So always glad to see her here. I'm, I'm love Inca and. You know, there's just not enough time and day to really dive into it. So I'm glad that, you know, we get to see and talk about it, you know, at least once a year. So this will this will be exciting. I, I mean, it'll be interesting. I always enjoy seeing a lot of the Enka vocalists just because it's not something we ever get to see on the Oricon. And if we do, it's extremely rare. And the last couple Kohakus, I've enjoyed uh, Ishikawa Sayuri a lot. So I'm looking forward to seeing her live again so i mean yeah it'll be very interesting this year again and then going on up another lovely inca singer here it is fuyumi sakamoto and she's doing the song buta no yoni watashi wa shinda so she's also been an industry and the, uh, a staple with this with this with, with this program here so it'll be very good to see her again she i believe she did uh eat Iwazake last year, so yeah. With the, this is what her thirty second appearance, so she's she's been here a while. This is she's one of the staples. So yep, it'll be it'll be good seeing her come back, and always good seeing Enka on here. And then next we have <laughs> Sakura Zaka forty six with obviously nobody's fault. They, they they can't sing any other song <laughs> except this one. So it'll be very interesting because this will be the first quote unquote big stage that they'll be singing the song on. And like like I said last time, it it is what it is with nobody's fault. I'm not gonna blame it for it, but I, I'm gonna have a bum time listening, seeing this live. Well, it might turn me around seeing it live, to be honest. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, th- there are a couple. I mean, they have they have a couple of beat size songs they could do, but this is the only song that features the whole group. So I, I guess they're gonna go big, which is kind of interesting. I thought like maybe they might do a smaller song just because of the ongoing crisis. So I was like. But I mean, I wasn't surprised when I saw that they were doing it by his fault. And you know, we'll, we'll wait and see how it goes. I, you know, I, I kind of like the dance routine to it. So seeing it without the cutaways to, in the music video, I think will be very interesting and fun. And I, I liked it, so I'm looking forward to seeing it again. This this will be interesting. I mean, I do feel like this is their since it's their first and only single. I know they could mix it with a B side, but I don't think that would work. So nobody's fault was the obvious choice for them i i'm not too big on it so for kind of like what ken said i'm going along those lines is nobody's fault could make it or break it for me i could turn around and be like oh my god that was amazing i love this a lot more or ooh, yeah it solidified that i don't really care for this and it's just there so it'll be interesting to see it live and see how my opinion changes yeah so regardless Continuing on up, it's lovely Juju with Yasashisa de Fudero Yoni. So, it's good for Juju. This is her first time on the Kohaku here, and reminds me I need to go to New York. We both need to go to New York and see her live. So, I'm excited about seeing Juju on here, especially it being her first time on the Kohaku. I think she is going to knock it out of the park. 
with this, and I really enjoyed Yesa uh, Yesa Fureruyoni a lot. So I think she's going to showcase all her talent on the stage here, and that way she'll get a lot more exposure. But I feel I, I just I love her so much, and just seeing her in the Kohaku makes me smile. I'm not too familiar with the song that she's doing, but, you know, it's, it's exciting to see her here. It's always great to see fresh faces, and I'm really happy for her. I'm looking forward to seeing this live and seeing how she does it. Yeah, regardless, next up we have Superfly and her song, I Will Komete Hanatabu O. So this was part of the dr- some really big drama. I'm, like, really blanking on it. I believe Hoshima Yuko was a part of it. Blanking on it currently, but it's it'll be good to see Superfly again. I mean, last time she did a really so- solid time with her track Flare, so it'll be good to see her again. Yeah, I I agree with that. I love seeing Superfly on here, and I'm not familiar with Aiwo Komete Hana Tabo. However, this I think it'll be a great way to s- always seeing her live is just a treat so this will expose me to the song i think in one of the best ways possible and i'm very excited because flair was a great performance last year yeah superfly always does uh, puts on one hell of a performance and so i'm not expecting much less from this year so i owe komete hana taba o should be a very fun song i'm not too familiar with it myself but I, I'm still pretty hyped. This is gonna be gonna be good. And then continuing on up, we have another Inca singer here, a very good staple, Tendo Yoshimi, and her song, An- "Anato Hanamichi Fuke Taiko Midare Uchi," and it's gonna be a special version of this song. So I guess they're gonna be playing Taikos for this version. <laughs> so it'll be very interesting to see it because she did the. Osaka Koishigare last year, and this was the one where they had all the Osaka people on, so it'll be very interesting what she's going to go all out for this year. Oh, I agree. Especially since the Taiko, it looks like Taiko drums are going to be in there. I think this will be a very interesting performance by Yoshimi Tendo. She does an amazing job every year and always does something very memorable, so I think Anata no Hanamichi Fuke Taiko Midare Uchi will also be something we will remember coming into next year as well. Yeah, no, this will be very interesting. And I, I mean, a lot of the Inca sing, singers really do blow a blowout performance and Yoshimi Tendo is no different. So I, I'm really expecting spectacle with her and Anata no Hanamichi Fuke can uh taiko midare uchi should be a lot of fun so i i can't wait yeah and then one of the more surprising people that actually is going to be a part of the kohaku is tokyo jihan and they're going to be doing a song called ududududu no day take you ududen hen so a lot of onomatopoeia is there with this one and I'm not really a fan of Tokyo Jihan, but that's just my own bias. Somewhere I'm hearing Renford getting a sniper rifle out. <laughs> but it'll be very interesting to see Tokyo, Tokyo Jihan here. And 
I don't know how how I'll look forward to this though, but it'll be something. I'll tell you that. I'm very surprised to see them, but I'm also kind of happy because I do like their music. I I mean, but I'm also very picky on which tracks. I have not heard Ududududu no de tiki iruhen yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing this one live as I think they will do a very interesting performance. So it'll be it'll be something to watch. Yeah, between Tokyo Jihen and uh, Baby Metal, which we'll get to later, I, like those are like the two honestly most surprising acts of the whole thing. I, I just would never have expected them here but you know glad that they're here you know maybe they get to expand their audience a little bit so we'll see how this goes teki hen is uh it's a mouthful to say but um we'll wait and see how it all shakes out in the end regardless next up is niju and it is gonna be make you happy so thank god i don't need to listen to another I'm not either. I honestly expected them to do a medley of Make You Happy and Step in a Step. But I knew no matter what, it would be Make You Happy and whatever they did, because that song, like you said, put them on the map. And I'm looking forward to this performance because I still got that song stuck in my head. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. Niju has Songs I like a lot more than Make You Happy. I, I'm kind of meh on that song in a lot of ways. I'd rather hear Step in a Step because I, I think that song's just better overall. But, you, you know, it, it is what it is. And I don't see them doing anything other than this. I think it was I think it was the right choice. It was the song that really put them on the map, especially the Japanese market. So it makes sense that this would be the song that they go with. And, you know... You know, hopefully there'll be like some really cool choreography and stuff like that. I'm not expecting to really dig the song much, but you know, that gets us to be focused on the choreography and all the other stuff. So I don't have to really pay too much attention to the song. So, I mean, you can just look up any real or TikTok video and you can look at the choreography for this stupid song. Probably. (laughs) You're you're 100% right, but I'll I'll wait and let the professionals do it. Here, I'll, I'll send you a dance performance of this damn song. <laughs> there, there's so many Why versions of this song. Why are you trying to song. spoil the Kohaku for me? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> they, can do, they can do something very different that in the background. They could have like other people joining in via dance videos. So That I, would actually be really cool. If that that would that. be cool, yeah. They they might lean into the the popularity of it being a, like a TikTok dance thing. So yeah, so I can see that. Yeah, I mean they had like I remember some of the judges last year were doing hand motions of all the uh, popular songs. I mean I, it wouldn't be surprising if they would ask certain people to come up and dance as well, or to stand where they are and dance as well. <laughs> because I remember what was it for twice everyone was doing the TT pose. That's the bass. I remember. That. I, I I do miss the TT pose. Yeah, I miss the TT pose. I'm doing it right now. Right. I was too. <laughs> <laughs> I joined you in that. You just can't see us. 
But yeah, regardless, going on up to <laughs> to Nogizaka forty six with obviously a song that they kind of ripped themselves into. They they couldn't do. If they're they're gonna do root this this a digital song called root two forty six, and it was obviously gonna be a, another song that they're gonna have to do because the only song that they produced in twenty twenty was. <laughs> it was gonna be Shiawase Hogyoku and the person that they have for the lead for that song isn't with the group anymore because it was my Shirashi's graduation song so they kind of writ themselves in a hole of what song they were gonna do thankfully they released the digital song which we were all surprised about because I didn't know about this song was released before before I saw the the track listing but here we are springboarding off what you said yeah that yeah Shiawase no Hogo Shoku was my Shiraishi's graduation song. And so there's, you know, like there's not a whole lot more they can do. Like that was the only one that they released physically. And I, when we were kind of looking at the list, I asked you, I was like, what's Route 246? I had never seen it. And and like, we were both like, oh, we don't know. And, and so I listened to it real quick and I'm like, oh God. I, they could. I. I haven't heard the other one yet, but I'm. I'm probably gonna listen to it afterwards. They maybe should have went with that one because I did not like Route 246. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. It might be a better live performance, but like the synthesizer man was on overdrive and not in a good way. So we'll see how that shakes out. Man, if you two didn't like Route 246 by Nogizaka, I'm probably not going to like it. So, Well, I didn't listen I, to it yet. But well, I you just, didn't listen I, to it yet. <laughs> I didn't listen to it. Only Gray did. But the thing is, I, I kind of know what to expect from them. So I'm just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I'm They're one I'm just really hit or miss on. And lately, I've been a super miss on. So I think it'll be an interesting performance nonetheless. But... I'm not as hyped about this as I am others. But yeah, after Nogizaka, it looks like we have Perfume here, and they're not doing anything original. It's just going to be a Perfume medley. They didn't announce what was going to be a part of the medley as of yet. I'm pretty sure it's going to be... Yeah, they released Time Warp, so I'm pretty sure Time Warp is going to be a part of that somehow, some way. I'm pretty sure Time Warp will be part of that uh, medley I'm, I'm kind of wondering if they're going to do a mixture of, like, old and newer ones, or if they're going to go more toward their, you know, I mean, besides Time Warp, more of their newer tracks. But I, I would love to see them go back in time, you know, and do Time Warp. But also, like, their, their earlier days, like Monochrome Effect. Oh, my God, I would love that. I mean, it'll be very interesting. It'll be interesting. Like I said, I mean, the picture that they chose for them on their official website is the time warp photo or the jacket yeah. cover. So, yeah. Oh so. yeah. So no, no doubt they'll do that. Um, but nonetheless, I always look forward to Perfume because they give a phenomenal performance. Yep, they're I just going to be outside in the cold again, like they usually do. <laughs> yep, and I just. They're one of the groups I always look forward to because they know how to put on a live a live show and they make it memorable each time. So I cannot wait. Yeah, no, perform, Perfume's performances year after year after year are 
for lack of a better word, pretty magical. They do something wild and different and crazy. And, you know, they really know how to put on a show. And, you know, even if, like, you can see why they you know, they get back invited every year. And I'm always looking forward to the perfume performance. So I, I can't wait. It's interesting they're doing a medley this year. I think they did it. I, yeah, I this think is the- they 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 did fusion last year. So. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see how this shakes out, but uh, very interesting overall. And then going on up, it is Hinatazaka Forty Six with their track Azato Kawaii, and I don't know how I feel about this either. Forty <laughs> Sixes is just gonna be blah in my opinion. <laughs> I I feel the same way. I mean, I'm not super hyped about this either i do enjoy some hinatazaka 46 songs but i don't really remember azoto kawaii or if i've even listened to it so that kind of shows to tell you how how i've been following a lot of them lately yeah it's i i have never heard the song either so i i don't know too much about it so but it's, it's it's a part of the album that came yeah out. <laughs> i was about to say that because i was trying to figure out uh, when i read that i was like where where'd that come from they have the music video for it up on apple music if you're interested in that but yeah you can only find it on the hinata zaka album which dropped earlier this year so i i haven't heard it i don't know if it is i like hinata zaka 46 i i know i'm the biggest fan amongst the three of us but uh, I haven't heard the song, so I, I don't know if I'll if I'll like it or not. But th- they usually do good work. Uh, I mean, they're pretty generic poppy stuff, but still good work for for what it is. And so I, I'm I'm hyped and excited, and hopefully it'll be fun. Yeah, this we have Furin next with Paprika for the third freaking year in a row. I swear to God, those kids, they're they're their balls must be dropping right now. So I don't. Uh, know I was going to ask, is. do you think they got new kids? Nah. <laughs> Because, yeah, they're, they're teenagers at this point, easily. Yeah, at least the older ones are teenagers. Or they're going yep. to do, do what they did last year and have a, a, an English version. I can see that. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> if they were going to do it right, they'd get new kids. But I don't. I agree with you, Ken. I don't think they're going to get new kids for this. So they're going to have, like, these older kids now that they're doing it. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see how things go. But... And I mean, you know, Kenshi Yonezu released his own version of Paprika. And I, I to be fair, that was like the version I prefer is his. So, I mean, it, it could be done by older, older children. But I, the, the magic of food, uh, Paprika was, you know, it was a kid's song, kids singing it and all that. So, eh, we'll see how things shake out. I mean, hell, they look hella old in just the photo that they're using. So Yeah, that too. So I, I mean, I, I like Paprika by Foodin, you know, initially. However, at this point, I feel like it's overdone. I think they've well, had their time. The thing is, it, it's not their fault. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's no, not it their fault. If things haven't gone the way they did, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have even seen them this year. Oh yeah, no, I agree, and I, I, I know it's not their fault. I mean, I'm glad we're, this will probably be the last time we see it, and I still enjoy the song. I still enjoy Paprika, but I, I'm not surprised it's on here. 
because of the Olympics will be this year. So, I mean, they do have to have it on here. It will be interesting. <laughs> knock on wood. It's going to be this year. <laughs> knock on wood. I'm going to knock on wood. So, um, cause at this point, more... you might as well just wait for the winter Olympics. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So the one thing I am interested in is like you, you, uh, both you and Gray were talking about is a lot of them have definitely aged. So I'm curious how this affects their vocals and if it did affect any of their vocals. So I'm looking forward to seeing the performance and how it has changed from last year. And I think it'll be very interesting in that aspect. Just have one of them, one of the other kids kick the older kids brain the nards and I think you'll get the high-pitched voice. <laughs> I, think I think that's how you do it. Let me go call... Uh, Go call NHK real fast. After Furin, you got Baby Metal, and they're going to be performing the Ijime Dame Zetai. So this this will be very interesting. So like I said, when they when we first initially did Baby Metal for the announcement for the artist, it's they're probably only on here because they not they didn't do their world tour. If they did their world tour, they wouldn't even be in Japan. So it'll be very interesting to see them on a stage like this. So Oh, I think so too. I'm actually really looking forward to this one because I I think this I mean this is Baby Metal's first year in Kohaku, so I think that's like a big deal in itself, especially it being an anniversary year for them. I'm looking forward to this performance and just seeing what they are going to bring to the Kohaku because it's such a different style than we usually see. I mean, yes, we do get Yoshiki on there, but like how many people who do metal, how many artists or groups do metal do we ever see on Kohaku? You know, it's not very often, so I think this will be a very interesting and good performance and... um. Ijime Dame Zetai is a very interesting song, so I'm looking forward to seeing this. I This is one of my most anticipated performances this year, actually. I'm going to be the opposite of Luna here and say I'm kind of dreading this performance because I don't like metal. I, I've tried. I have tried so hard to like metal because all of my friends are metalheads, and I felt like an outcast and I was around my friends who love metal and I've tried really, 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 really hard to like metal and I just cannot stand it. So I'm glad that baby metal is here because it will shake up the Kohaku. It'll be something different. That being said, I, I'm kind of dreading this particular performance because it's just something I know I'm not going to like and it's just something I'm just going to have to deal with. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how things shake out. Regardless. Next up is another girl I'm not really looking forward to. It's uh, Seiko Matsuda. Not because I don't appreciate what she does in the industry. It's just, let's just say this much. The last two years, all I've been listening to is Seiko Matsuda. <laughs> and I'm kind of just need a break. <laughs> and she's going to be doing a, a rendition of her song, Rudido no Chikyu. And this is going to be a 2020 version. So, so. I, I understand what you mean about Seiko Matsuda. We see her almost every year, and I do enjoy her music, I guess, because she's one of the earlier artists that I surprisingly found at a local CD store back in the day. And so that was my exposure to her. And so I have a little special place in my heart for Seiko Matsuda. 
So I do look forward to her performances, but I, at the same time, I know what you mean because we do see a lot of her and especially she releases so much stuff and she continuously does so in general and I enjoy her a lot. So, I mean, I look forward to it, but at the same time, I also feel like we do see a lot of her as well. Yeah, she's here every year and, you know. I don't really know what more I could honestly say. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, she she had a really good performance last year, and I'm not quite burnt out on her like Ken is, but I can understand where he's coming from because she's a staple. And so I'm looking forward to it. And next up, you got Nisia with Aino Katachi. Now, this is going to be very interesting because she, she almost broke her back horse riding, right, if I remember correctly? Yes. Yeah, so oh, we were wondering what what she was gonna do for this, and I guess she is still gonna be performing. Now the best would just have it do a video and just do it, <laughs> but if she's going to be on stage, I guess limited movement would be ideal, right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm um, I I a ballad makes perfect sense for her because of her injuring her back or actually breaking it to you know, to be a little more specific. And I'm curious to see how they will handle this. And I mean, like Ken said, it'll probably be minimal movement. And I, I know Katachi is a very good song to do that with. It's one of her more recent popular ballads. I'm glad she switched it up and isn't doing everything as much as I absolutely adore that song. I, mean, I, I, I whenever I eat a cup of ramen, that's all I hear. That's all I think about. <laughs> Play that gosh darn commercial every winter. So, but it'll be. I'm I'm very curious about how her performance will be because last year she did a huge performance. I mean, it was a big show. It was wondrous, and it was extravagant. And she made a big impact on me with that. So this year with her injuries, it's I'm curious if they're going to go very minimalist or what she's going to be able to do. So I am I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad she's still on here and she did. She wasn't able to drop. But I'm also worried about, you know, how, how she's feeling and how this is going to affect her, too. So. But I'm looking forward to seeing I know Kata- her por- perform I know Katachi. Yeah, th- this will be interesting to see, especially given you know what's currently going on in her life. I I think this song particularly she could probably sing standing still, or she might have to do sitting down. Like it depends on how healed she is by the time the Kohaku comes around. But they're they're probably planning. Uh, to do something more around her than her herself doing a lot, obviously. So we'll wait and see how everything shakes out, but it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. Next up, we have Mizumori Kaori with her lovely rendition of Seto Uchi Kozushima, a 2020 version that particular of that song. So, I mean, it's, she's an Inca singer and I can't wait to hear more of her. I love hearing her sing. So, She's one of the other Inca singers that I absolutely love. So for Kaori Mizumori, I enjoy Inca. So I'm I'm looking forward to her performance of Satouchi Kuzushima 2020 High Special. I think it'll be interesting. I particularly, being honest, 
don't remember her too much from last, you know, the last couple years, but I'm, I'm hoping this will refresh my memory as well. And I also look forward to seeing a lot of the Enka artists perform. Yeah, I don't really remember her from last year, but she's an Inca singer, so it's always great to hear it when we get it. So I'm really looking forward to this one. And with that, we're continuing on uh, with Millet with her song Inside You. So this is very interesting that she chose Inside You. So... Oh, I agree, because this is her debut EP, the, you know, the debut song by Millet. And this, in seeing her choose this and not her more recent single, Who I Am, or any of the songs off that is what surprised me. Or even she released Ice this year. You would, I mean, yes, Inside You was on there, but you would think it would have been a more current track. I'm... I'm kind of, for me, I'm wondering if it's because this was her debut song. So in a way, maybe it's special to her. And, you know, so I think it'll be a good performance and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I was actually expecting something else, mainly off her new EP. But I'm I'm happy to see she chose her debut song as something memorable to sing. And I love Inside You. I mean, it is a wonderful track but then again i absolutely love millet in general so i'm biased yeah i'm i mean i'm i'm indifferent with millet she's very hit and miss with me but even yeah. when she hits i'm like eh she's it's really whatever solid at this point. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, and i mean you know i i love that luna's such a big fan of her that, that makes me very happy i will say it's really cool that she's actually debuting on the kohaku with her debut song i think that's pretty cool and mm. you, you know yeah she could do something more recent or something like that but you know th- at the end of the day this is a song that kind of put her on the map this is a song that really kind of defines her career and and to go on the kohaku and that be her, her debut performance i think it's it's very poetic so yeah. I- i'm glad that she's doing this song and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing it yeah so it'll be very interesting Regardless, going on up, it is a new addition that from our last part, and it is Yao Sobi with Yodani Kakeru. And, yeah, I mean, eventually we knew that if they were going to go on, this was going to be the song that they would debut with. So, no surprises here. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised with this. And I'm really happy to see Yao Sobi on the Kohaku. And... Yorini Kakeru is a fantabulous song, and I absolutely love it, but I'm just more excited to see them on here. They've had the in a magnificent year, and they have just been dominating the Oricon charts, so this will be a great performance indeed. One to look forward to. Yeah, no, this is, a, this is probably one of the best ways for Yasobi to really cap off the year, because this you know, 2020 has been a monumental year for them. I mean, it put them on the map and to go out on the Kohaku, that would be just, you know, the perfect end cap for their career or at least the year for 2020. So this is exciting. I can't wait. And I'm really looking forward to it. Now it's very interesting that Yasobi is considered on the female side. There was a little bit of a debate there of what side they should be a part of technically, but well, regardless, we have Lisa and singing pretty much every song in Kisetsu no Yaiba. So, I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> really kicking it off there, so. 
Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised either. And I'm, I mean, with how big Yaiba has been this year, it's no doubt that Lisa was going to sing the Yaiba songs and do a medley for this. So I'm excited as I absolutely love Gudenge and I love Homura. So I think it'll be a fantastic performance. And I'm so glad to see her back on here. Oh, I think this is going to be... This is pretty much what I expected. It's not a surprise for me at all. I was always expecting it to be some sort of medley because Homura is a great song, but I I was like, there's no way she's not going to get out of there and not do Garenge in some manner or fashion. There's no way. But the fact that they're pushing that it's a Yaiba medley. <laughs> yeah. That that's what irks me. <laughs> oh, I agree I agree because I think it's there might be more anime in the in the actual program, but on this listing, this it's the only one that's really here that's that we're gonna talk about. So it it, it is I get where you you say it's irksome, but you know, it, it's this is exactly what I was expecting. Yeah, and you know, not to knock Yaiba or anything. I mean, in Japan, it was the first twenty-two volumes of Yaiba, or I guess it's done, right? Twenty-two volumes of Yaiba were the top, were Japan's top twenty-two books sold this year. So that's telling you something. Yeah, but. people like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, regardless. Number four, or lastly, it is going to be Little Glee Monster, but Ashiato here. I'm not surprised. I mean, this is the only song they they released this year, right? So, well, they did do that song with the Pentatonix, but I don't know I, like how big I, you that need was. the you need the Pentatonix to do that. Uh, that's, though, right? that's true too. <laughs> yeah, and like it's not popped up on the Kohaku yet. So you you know, or not the Kohaku, the Oricon. Sorry, but. You know, uh, Ashiato is a great song. Uh, it's one of my favorites of the year. I need to actually add it to my list. As but it, it it's one of their best songs all year long. So I, I I'm eager to see it. I think that was a great performance by by the girls, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that there. Oh yeah, I mean Ashiato uh, Ashiato was a fantastic track by Little Glee and they gave a amazing performance last year. Their vocals are always on point so I'm looking forward to seeing another fantastic performance by them. And with that let's go into the the white side or the male side here and first off we got an Odyssey Kohaku medley. Not surprised. They are going to include Kite in there somehow some way so. So I'm very curious about the Odyssey medley and we know they're including kite but i would it's the thing is what other songs are they going to include because there's so many and that's just go back to their usual usual introduction their introduction songs that and what went and end with kite so but we shall see yes it'll be a great performance i think so i i'm in love with them that's all i've still been listening to yeah, I, I think, as far as we know, this is probably going to be their last appearance for a while on the Kohaku. Mm. So I, I think they're going to go big, you know, go big or go home. I think they're going to go big on this one. So I, I don't know what songs they're going to do. I 
because Love Says Sweet is probably their biggest song, I'm expecting to see that in some manner. Either way, I'm eager to see what they do because, like I said, they're going to go big. They're going to blow it out. I'm I'm more surprised that they're at the top of the list and not the bottom. This is not they... this is this is not a rendition of the order list. Oh, okay. Okay. It's going by the Japanese phonetical alphabet. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, I was curious about that cuz I'm like I, I would them to be dead last. No, I don't expect them to be dead last. It would be very surprising because what, the whole big thing for them is they want to celebrate with Johnny's. So I assume they would be one of the first acts along with all the other Johnny's people and then call it quits. They could be last. I They could be last, but I remember them wanting to be very early because they want to spend the New Year's with each other by themselves without anyone around them. (laughs) And that's the reason why they're not hosting this year also. Yeah. Because if they were to host, they have to stay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Still, it'll be exciting to see. Yes. And next up, we have a lovely Inca singer of the name of Hiroshi Itsuki with his track Sangha. We've seen him at many years now. We've seen him all three three years that we've covered the Kohaku, so it's not a surprise that he's on here again. He's the longest running at 50 right now. It's always a treat to see him on here, so looking forward to his performance of Sangha. Yeah, uh... I, I remember, like, he usually does, like, a pretty unique and cool performance. So, Sangha should be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. After that, we got Eito with Kutsui. Not surprised that he's going to do Kutsui. I mean, he hasn't released any other track, to my recollection. And this was the song that put him on the map. Oh, I'm not surprised uh, that he's performing Kutsui. And I'm looking forward to seeing Eito live. I mean... I, I he's been dominating the Oricon charts and just came up out of nowhere. So I cannot wait to see his performance on here. Yeah, I mean he really just came out of left field and you know, er, mid twenty twenty and for him to be on the Kohaku, you know, pretty pretty awesome and all things considered. So I'm yeah. pretty hyped for this and I, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh man, this is a song I'm not really freaking more than looking forward to. It's gonna be official Higidan design with I love and ones from their newest dp but i honestly cannot remember those tracks right now because they were the most awful <laughs> yeah the most memorable of this year for them was i love because yeah. i i enjoyed it when it first came out in january it was a great song and then their ep dropped earlier in like july august of this year and it just was very forgettable so i feel like this was their only choice to really do Oh, there's no other song it could have been. I don't even remember those other songs. They're so forgettable. I wouldn't even say they're awful. They're just forgettable. But I love it's probably their second best song. Actually, I think in a lot of ways it's their best song. But we'll see. And, you know, hopefully it'll be a good performance. I love is a slower song. So it'll probably be a little bit more toned down than, you know, when they were there last year with Pretender. So. It'll be interesting to see either way, but, uh, you know. Regardless, continuing on up to Kanjani 8 and Minando Odoru, Mai Mukai Kisu Christmasu. So, so I, I'm hit or miss on Kanjani 8, and I'm 
kind of curious. I mean, I think they give great performances, but song-wise, they're hit or miss. And I particularly don't remember Mina de Daro, Mayamu Kai Kisukuru Kurimu. I don't remember that offhand, so I'm kind of curious to see how it'll be live. And I mean, Johnny, any Johnny's gives good performances, but we'll see. I'm I'm excited just to see him perform live. Yeah, of the Johnny's groups that are performing, I, I actually think Kanjani Eight's kind of the lowest on my list because they're they're real. Like, I can't think of a Kanjani Eight song that I've really walked away yeah, I mean, loving. You haven't been hot on them since the yeah. beginning, to be honest. Yeah, that's, yeah. And, and and while a lot of Johnny's has grown, uh, I've grown to like over the time that we've done the show. Like Kanjani Eight, still like one of those groups where I'm like, eh, I don't know what they're doing, but it just doesn't well, the, work for me. Also, it didn't really help that two members left, so they were trying to find their identity both yeah. times that we were trying to get them. So, yeah, but uh, still, you know, I'm excited to see Johnny's. They they tend to do good live shows. I mean, you, they got the experience to to do it, so I'm I'm looking forward to this. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of the song, like I'm looking forward to you know see what they can do. Maybe the live performance can change can change my mind on the group as a whole because I don't really remember Mina De Daro uh, Mai Mukaiki Sukurimu. So I, I don't remember the song. So hopefully they'll uh, do something that makes makes me remember the song and just you know let me take it with me. And then next up, we have Kiss My Feet 2 with Never Gonna Give Up. So I, I have no idea what the hell this song is, but probably because we don't keep in track of Johnny's all too much. So I do vaguely remember the song coming out this year. I remember they had a song about not giving up. I remember that much. And I remember liking it. So anyway, it goes. I'm kind of looking forward to this. So I, yeah, I'm excited. You, you changed your tune with Kiss My Feet fairly recently, so... Yes, yes, yes. Uh, like I said, I've I've come around a lot of of like Johnny's stuff. Like 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 I said, like Con Johnny Eight's like really like the only main line Johnny. That now six uh, Stones. I'm not a huge Stones fan either, but that's for different reasons. But uh, yeah, Con Johnny Eight. Like I said, like I'm struggling, but Kiss My Feet too. I've come around. I've really liked them. Uh, I'm more excited for Hey Stay Jump, but we'll get there. And. Uh, and but kiss my feet too. I, I'm pretty. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it as well as I've warmed up to kiss my feet too, and I think it'll be a fun performance. Yeah. Regardless, we got King and Prince up next. With I promise, I'm very surprised that the song that they just released last week is going to be the song that they're performed. So, I mean. When they did the track listing, the song was only out for like a couple of days. So I'm very surprised about that. I'm surprised as well. And I'm also excited as I, I think I did get a chance to listen to it. And it's we'll talk about it later. So looking forward to this performance. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I'll give you guys my two cents later in the program. But, you know, as far as like Kiss My, uh, kiss my Prince, King and Prince go... I, I really like they, they're, they've had two really good performances the past couple of years. So I'm looking forward to this. I, I can't wait to see it. 
And next up, we have Hiromi Go with a lovely tribute to the singer and composer Kohei Susumi. So if you guys don't know who Kohei Susumi is, he is a really famous Japanese composer who passed away back in October. So it's very nice that Hiromi Go is going to at least do a tribute in his name. So it'll be interesting to see the tracks that they play. I, yes, I agree. I think this will be a very interesting tribute medley, and I am looking forward to it, as Hiromi Go always gives very fun and memorable performances. Yeah, I, I'm glad that they're giving uh, a tribute to Kyohei uh, Sus- Susumi. Uh, th- this will be very cool, and I'm super excited to see Hiromi Go. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and next up we got Generations with you and I, so I don't know how I feel about this. Personally, I'm not a fan of Generations, so... <laughs> I I enjoyed you and I when it came out. I, I'm curious in the performance. I'm, I'm hit or miss with some other tracks as well, but looking forward to it. It's a very interesting song because it's a slower tune, but I mean, it's a dance number. They're going to they're gonna be able to dance to it, but it's not one of their more dancey tunes. So it's a very interesting choice to go with. I like you and I a lot. I, I, I prefer Star Traveling, to be honest. Star Traveling is really good, too. That's a good song, too. Uh, I mean, I like that whole loading EP, so that, that was just yeah. me. Yeah. But you and I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't wait. And, uh, you know, they're, I, they're the only LDH group there. So, you know, I think they're going to come represent. Male LDH. Yes, sorry. I should have clarified that. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. They're the only male LDH group there, and they're going to come represent. <laughs> well, I, I mean, everyone else is probably going to do their New Year's special thing with with Rising Japan. Oh, probably. More than likely. I'd be shocked if they're not. Yeah. So I could also see them going first and just them leaving after, to be honest. Yeah, so. I could I could see them. I probably because uh, always the juniors always go first, so it's either either yeah. one of and either Johnny's or LDHs. So. They're usually pretty early in the night too. Like I remember last year, like you know you know Generations, and I think Rampage was there too. Like they were pretty early on in the day, so I I, th- I could see them like doing an early performance, being like one of the first groups, and then just pimping out. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Unless you have nothing to say, Luna. <laughs> I said something about generations earlier. I'm just like blacking out then. <laughs> and speaking of blacking out, onto a group that I only see once a year, and it is Junretsu. With I Okurasai, don't you cry. Now I wonder how the Mama Sons are gonna like this song. Cause they're 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 the only group that we only see here on here. Every single time. Yep, I actually always forget about Jinretsu when it comes to Kohaku and then they pop up and then I'm like oh yeah and then I forget about them again but I'm looking forward to it because their performances are always memorable so I ended up liking them but the sad thing is is we only see them like Ken said once a year so okay yeah uh no I I cannot remember Junretsu at all and they're the they're the they're the group that last year they sung to like the happy birthday song to all the mamas and aunties oh that group yeah and they always do something really random interesting oh uh, yeah really interesting 
interesting. Let's use a, a nicer tone here. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, interesting. Oh, well, A very well, interesting take of what they always do as a performance. Because okay, I yeah. remember the last time they 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 did, like, I think they brought in all the Mama-sons last year, if I remember correctly. I mean, they could, they could be doing it again this year with Don't You Cry, so... Yeah, I O uh, I O decide. Don't you cry? <laughs> I I highly doubt that with everything going on. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I do too. But you know, you, you know, the the whole point of this program is supposed to wow and surprise. So you know, th- there should be some surprises in there. So we'll see how things go. And then going on to Masayuki Suzuki, he is an old guard. He's coming back. This is his third time, actually. The last time he was here was in the early 90s. So he's doing a song called Yume no Aitara, which is really, really good. I can see this as a love song. So so I don't I don't recall too much of Suzuki uh, Masayuki, but I'm looking forward to it, especially, Ken, since you said Yume no Aitara is really good. So... I'll keep a lookout for this. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. You know, he hasn't been back since what late nineties, so uh, you know it's almost thirty years ago at this point. So it, it no, it'll be cool to see what he does, and I'm really looking forward to it. And then continuing on, it is Stones with Imitation Rains, and I'm just gonna mix this in Snowman with DD because obviously these two songs were gonna be on here. I, I'm not surprised at all. Granted, it's the worst out of all their songs, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised Stones picked Imitation Rain, even though it wouldn't have been my choice in tracks. But it'll be an interesting performance, and I'm wondering, because of the next one we're going to talk about, I'm wondering if one's going to lead into the other. Just, just talk about both, because I talked about both. <laughs> okay, so... I, I have a feeling that they Stones and Snowman picked the ones they did, Imitation Rain and DD, because those were the they're pretty much debut singles into each other and had that tie in. So I have a feeling one is gonna lead into the other. And I'm very curious on this performance. I mean, these aren't the songs I would have chosen. However, I'm actually looking forward to their performance because I think that will be a part of that really makes it, you know, even if you weren't a fan of the song, a performance can change every bit of how you really feel about it. Maybe I don't I haven't seen that many performances that really made me go, oh, okay, I see the majesty of the song now, but I like Imitation, like, I was really hoping that they do New Era, probably because, uh, at least Stones was, was going to do New Era, because that's their, in my opinion, that's their best song. And I know Yashihime is pretty popular at the moment, so yeah. I thought they might lean into that. But it does make sense that they would go with Imitation Rain, which yeah, I I genuinely, de- I wouldn't say despise the song, but I, I my eyes will roll when, when I hear it. So... Eh, DD is a great song. I, I liked it. I'm looking forward to hearing it again. I'm looking forward to Snowman. I, I of the two, I love Snowman. And if 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 I like had easier access to their music, I'd probably be a huge Snowman fan. But as it stands, I do really, really like Snowman. I think they're fantastic. And I'm looking forward to DD again. Because DD was awesome. And then Imitation Rain. I the I do agree with you guys. I'll probably do one than the other. But 
maybe not. I I don't know. I I don't know if the two groups want to always be tied to the hips like that. I mean, it, if they didn't want to be tied to the hips, then they shouldn't have done a double A side single. That's I, my, I, mean, my I, I mean, you're not thing. wrong. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, well, also, I think Stones overall is more popular than than Snowman. I I do. I I think they're way more popular. I know they have more workout too. Yeah, I mean that that kind of helps their popularity though. Yeah, yeah, because because uh, they've had yes, because Snowman only has two singles, while Stones has three singles in an album so well although the album's coming up it's not out yet yeah they're gonna have four so (laughs) oh see that's even more (laughs) but yeah 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 we'll we'll see how things go like i'm hoping that the stones you know dance routine's pretty good but you know at the end of the day i don't think it's going to make me love imitation rain but i i will be uh I'm looking forward to being and say, "Hey, that was a good performance." So, so I mean, regardless, they're not going to be tied for the hip. I wouldn't be surprised if both performances are together. Like they have each member. That's dancing. what I'm honestly thinking. They're going to dance to each other's songs because it's. If they didn't want to be this way, they shouldn't have released it that way that's the whole thing there so i mean it is what it is there regardless and going on up to another lovely singer it is the king of inca hikawa kiyoshi with genkai topa x survivor so it'll be interesting to see this time around because he's been really straight away from the inca as of late so um for hikawa kiyoshi i'm looking forward to his performance, I mean, his last year was bombastic coming out in that dragon. And I'm curious to see what he'll do this year for Genkai Topa X Survivor. If he'll do something similar or something new. So, we will see soon. I'm pretty hyped for this. I mean, the guy knows how to put on a show. And I hope he resurrects the dragon. I mean, that thing last year was phenomenal. And one of the highlights of the show, in my humble opinion. So I hope he, I hope he comes right back out on that bad boy, and just blows us away with a stellar performance. Like that is what I'm hoping for, because I that would make my night. And yeah, it'll be very, it'll be very interesting if they do the dragon thing. But eh, it's so, it's interesting how they're approaching a lot of things this time around. Mostly because last year they had an anime theme in mind, and they were going really freaking hard on it. This time, it seems like a rehash of last year, mostly because Olympics. But if they do do a dragon thing, personally, I wish they'd do something a little different, but that's just me. (laughs) And next up, you have Masahiro Fukuyama with his song, Kazuku ni Noru. So... I mean, he's also been a staple as of late over the last aughts, 10 years or so. So, I mean, he's been here for almost every year, if I remember. So, it's good to see him, and we'll we'll see him again. (laughs) So, for Masaharu Fukuyama, I I agree with Ken. It'll be an interesting performance of uh, Kazuku Ninariyo. And see what he does with that, especially it being around his 10-year mark. So, looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, Kazuku, uh, Kazuku ni 
Naroyo. Uh, it, it, I'm, it'll be interesting to see what he does with that. He's been around for a while, so it'll be exciting to see what he does this year. And then next up, we have Heisei Jump with a Kohaku Midlay and it, the theme Mina de Yell. So I have no idea what they're going to do. So <laughs> I have no idea either for Heisei Jump. I. It'll be interesting to see what they do with this medley, Mina de Yell, and I enjoy their music, so I'm looking forward to the surprise. Yeah, the the uh, theme of it being uh, Mina de Yell, like that's very interesting. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that shakes out, but you know, hey, say jump, they they've been on a roll as of late, so I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what they got. And then next up, you have Hoshino Gan with the track Uchi de Odoru. So, and it's alright. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm more looking forward to his other personas that he always don around this time. That is my most favorite, is what Hoshi- Hoshino Gan's other little bits he does, like his little skits and his other personas. I always look forward to that. So, and I'm always glad to see him on the Kohaku. And I think. Uchi de Ororu will be a fun, fun performance. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hoshino Gen's a entertainer at heart, and I mean the guy just knows how to really mesmerize a crowd. So I'm eager to see what he does. Uh, Uchi de Ororu, it's a pretty cool song. So I'm looking forward to it. And then next up, we have Mr. Children with his song, with their song, documentary film. So it'll be it'll be interesting to hear. Mr. Children again. Oh, I think it will too. I love Mr. Children and they have been around for forever and a day. So I think it's about time they had a little documentary film on them. Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, choice to go with here. So I, I'm glad for Mr. Children. Uh, we'll we'll see how this shakes out and um, you know, hopefully it'll be fun. And, and next up is your favorite act of the entire Kohaku Gray. And it is Hiroshi Miyama, a lovely Inca singer. He's doing a, a lovely rendition of his song, Kita no Onnamachi. Now, what's very interesting about this, this is the guy that does all the Kendama stuff. So I know you're looking forward to this, Gray. I am waiting. I am so excited for it. I am waiting with bated breath. You have no idea. Sarcasm. I bet you. Yeah, I know. I know. It's going to be like, I bet you are. I mean, you just love Kendama guy. He, he's back. And, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what Hiroshi Miyama does with the Kendama again. I mean, we saw him last year and the year before. I know he's trying to break his previous record. So curious to see what bit he'll do this year with Kita no Onnamachi Kendama. Yeah, I, I think he's just going to do the same bit every year. So, I, I mean, you know, I think the guy's a, all kidding aside. I think he's a fabulous singer. He's got a great voice. I Just like stage-wise performance, you know, this is this will be what, our third year in a row, him doing the Kendama thing. Fourth. Fourth. That makes it worse. So, I'm like, I mean, remember, he failed the first time, got it the second time. He tried to re-up his record the third time, failed that, and now yeah. he's doing it again. Yeah, because like 80, 85 dropped the ball. Better than the 14 that dropped the ball the first year we watched it. Oh, yeah. man. I felt like when he did that, I was like, oh, man, like it ruined the whole game. So uh, 
I, I'm just saying, I'd like to see him do something different. Because, like, you see the same act year after year after year. And, and like, you know, like, the studio execs, when, when like, they're, like, inviting, like, so are you doing the Kendama thing again? Yeah. Yeah. Are you certain? Do you, do you have something else you could do? So, I don't know. We'll see. Regardless, we have another Inka singer. His name is lovely Kiske Yamauchi, and he's been in it as well for quite a long time. And he's going to be form- performing Koisudu. Machikado, so it's he's been it for a while, so I'm looking forward to it. I am as well. It's always nice seeing those staples who've been around for quite some time, and Kisuke Yamauchi is one of them. So looking forward to Kuisudu Machikado. Yeah, Kisuke Yamauchi. Uh, I'm glad that he's here. Uh, sixth time. Uh, hopefully, he'll do something really cool. So I'm really looking forward to it. And next, last but not least for the male size, we got Yuzu with Ame no Uchi Hare Ideiruda Kankin Kohaku Special. So I'm just like, I mean, we haven't seen much of Yuzu ever since last year. So I'm very surprised they're even on here. So, yeah, so I, I feel like even though Yuzu hasn't really done much this year, if anything at all, really feel like they did something earlier this year. They always show up in a Kohaku. I mean, they are a big staple in the industry, and I always enjoy seeing them nonetheless. And I'm looking forward to their little um, Ame Nochi Hare Reruya Kankiki no Kohaku special. So I think it'll be a beautiful performance. Yeah, uses this one of those groups where, you know, we don't really talk about them too much, but, you know, they're on the Kohaku a lot. So, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting seeing what they do here. Uh, I, the way it's worded, I guess they're doing some sort of medley special. So, uh, no, they're doing a, a special rendition. Of oh, song. okay. I wondered what they meant by Kohaku special with the song. And usually if it's called a medley, like it's in the title, but it threw me. That was okay. So it'll be interesting to see the rendition of Ame Nochi Hare Reluya Kanki. So it'll be very interesting to see the rendition of that for this year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so for the special guests, we have only four. We have Green, and they're going to do Hashikage no Yell. It's going to be same as the theme song for Mina de Yell, so that's really good. Then we have Masashi Sada, who is a staple in the industry. They're going to celebrate his anniversary, so nothing really special there. They haven't revealed what song he's going to do yet. We have Yumi Matsutoya again, and this time she's going to be doing a song called Mamorite Agetai. What's very special about this is they're going to be 7D7 additional voices helping her out with this song. Probably be a video package, so it'll be interesting to see. And lastly, we have Yoshiki with Endless Rain. I don't know why they're going to do Endless Rain, but <laughs> there we are. <laughs> but with that, I mean, I didn't expect to us to go this long for it, but this is pretty much the entire track listing for the Kohaku. I can't wait to go into detail in three more hours of this talk. <laughs> when we get there so it's looking to be good so i can't agreed looking forward to it i I am really hyped for this year's performances and even though there's some groups i'm not super hyped to see it's going to be a great show overall and i'm really excited to cover it but with that let's continue on to the music corner here so this week you have the reins luna so go right ahead 
Yes, I do. So I chose a vocalist, a pop vocalist specifically named Fuki. She's currently signed under Victor Entertainment. She actually got her big break back in 2012 when she was found by music producer EGO, who works with artists such as Chanel and Daihirai. And she began to work together with EGO and to make some music. So she made her official debut three years later in 2015 with the single Kimi Ja Nakya. And from there, she released a concept album, Kimi A, Love Song Collections on iTunes. And it was a digital release only. And it hit number two on the charts the same year she released her first full-length album, Love Diary. And she recently worked on her 12 hashtag 12 Sweet Love Stories project where she released 12 love songs within a year. Her music is very vocal heavy with a composition that accompanies her talents perfectly. She holds a powerful voice that resonates with you in a lot of her tracks and leaves an impact on you. And I feel like mainly because of the vocal heaviness and the emotions you feel behind it. Many of her tracks are more mid-tempo ballad tracks. And I specify that as because that since she is a very vocal heavy artist, she concentrates on that aspect of her music and you can hear it in all her songs. So her first track that I'm going to highlight, Kimi A, is a powerful love ballad that shows her vocal capabilities with beautiful lyrics and a wonderful composition to match. Both the original and string versions are a joy to listen to and just melt my heart. Like I, it just the emotion I feel in that track just really gets to me. And her next, Taisetsu Nahito, is another great one that shows her vocal talent. It is another beautiful love song. And it is about an important or special person in your life. And she does have several versions of this track. And all of them are beautiful and very expressive vocal-wise. And brings out the emotional feel of it. Hyakuman Kai no I Love You is one of her more mid-tempo tracks. And it has an amazing composition. The piano at the beginning... And playing through the song sticks out. And Fuki's vocals float perfectly with it. And the track that actually got me to love her, 365. And it was also the first track I heard by her. And I just fell in love with her after that. And it just has, just the opening to 365 hooked me immediately. And her vocals composition fits so well with it. Her emotions speak to me in this. And I've been listening to this on repeat since I heard it. And this is one that got me to check out her other music as she came recommended on iTunes. And that's how I discovered her. And I'm so grateful I did. So currently she has three studio albums, Love Diary, Life Diary, and In Love, a concept album, Kimi A Love Song Collection, Four mini albums, 21 singles total, and I'm going to specify total because it includes physical and digital. A double compilation album, Love and Cry, that both released in April of this year. You go to our website, you can check her at you can check her official website out, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I recommend following her so you can keep up to date with her musical releases. And she's also available on all digital streaming platforms as well. You can check out the music video for Kimmy A, along with two teasers from her best albums, 
Love and Cry. That way you get a full taste of her music. And that is all on our site. And now I'm curious to see what you two thought of her because I know she's more mid-tempo ballad style. So, Gray, I know you're hit or miss on a lot of that. And I, and so I'm very curious to see how you, uh, both of you, thought of Fuki's music. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm hit and miss. I typically like mid-tempo songs. My, my problem is, is I'm not wowed or in love with them. So either I kind of like them or I don't. It's never that, that extra light hitting 10 sort of. Sometimes they do, but it's just rare. But uh, for me, Fuki, she's got a really good voice. She's a really big, really nice vocalist. My, my biggest gripe with her was she really stays in her lane a lot of times and like a lot of her songs like they they have a unique voice but at the same time they feel genetically similar if that makes any sense and so it's just like like I really could use this a wider song diversity from her because I think she's got a fantastic voice and I think in a lot of ways by just sticking to what she's doing she's underutilizing her talents and I'd really like to see her expand and grow and really do something different. I'm not saying, you know, she needs to become a, you know, a rapper or anything like that, but she, she can play around with tempo a little bit, maybe speed it up a little bit, maybe slow it down. Maybe she could do even slower or something, but you know, like the way that she is, it's just, it's really hard to like, cause like after a while you're like, yeah, all this like, it just sounds similar. I will say she did have one song that featured rapping in it, and I thought I found it earlier, and now I can't. And now I, I, I was, I was wrong. It wasn't the right song, and now I can't find it. Uh, but she does mix it up on the occasion. So I, I don't want to sit here and say she never does. She does mix it up on the occasion, and that's the thing that makes me gripe more about it. It's like because when she does mix it up, it's fantastic. But all in all, I think she's a really talented singer. I will say probably. Uh, if, as far as like traditional songs go, I'd say Kimi Janakia is uh, the cry version is probably my favorite of her like more traditional mid-tempo songs. But all in all, I think she's really talented. And like I said, I just really want to see her shake things up a bit more. But other than that, she's really, really good, especially if you're looking for an artist that does like mid-tempo pop music. I think she's fantastic. So if that's something you really, really like, there's a lot here for you to enjoy. But like I said, for me, I would like a little bit more song diversity. It does not, I'm not saying like, you know, break the mold, but just to shake things up just a little bit more than what she does. Personally, I find hilarious that the person that stays in his lane is complaining about lane stays. <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> I find it hilarious, but I do agree with with Gray on this point that she does mostly stick with her style, and uh, I mean, it, it gets to the point that I don't know if it one song is a continuation of another song. So what I usually do, this is this is my usual thing for music corners, is I listen to their their top tracks, and that gives me a a pretty good variety of what what songs are their best hits, so to speak, and what makes them more noticeable in your guys' opinion, hopefully, than to other artists. And with Fuki, well, one thing, it's make sure if you look up on Apple Music or Spotify, 
that you go for the artist that has all capitals letters in her name and not the capital F UKI one because that's a totally different artist. <laughs> I made that mistake when I originally listened to Fuki there. I listened to the lowercase one and I was like, man, this is nothing like what Luna wrote in a write up. This, this lady's awesome and I'm so proud of that. And then I tried to look for any song that she, you tried to talk about in your write up and I couldn't find it. And I was just like, oh, darn it. <laughs> but all kidding aside here, I. I Fuki is an amazing vocalist. I did really like Xiaose. Xiaose is probably one of my favorite ones. Odeon is also another one. Not, not any song with with Odeon in its title is always going to be one of my favorites. But for me, though, it's it's kind of similar how you have it, Gray, where you have a vocalist who has all the talent in the world, but it's kind of stuck with with that one thing that really got her noticed and she couldn't go past that but that's just me personally and i completely know what you mean i i do feel like a lot of her music is very similar to each other you know from track by track there are several tracks i can differentiate easily but there are some that absolutely do flow into each other. I would love to see her go out of her lane and do something different than what she usually does. She has the vocal talent for it, and she has some great compositions. I think easily she could create something out of the normal for her, out of her lane, and do a fantastic job. So I'm hoping with the release of her two best albums that in the future maybe she'll go that route as you know once you create two best albums sometimes I feel like you start to deviate or you have a chance to deviate more so and so I'm looking forward to see what she does for her next release and to see if she mixes it up because I think she has the talent to do it it's just getting out of that lane she's in right now so I'm I'm gonna be start to ask this every single time we we bring up Music Corner now, and how did you find this artist? I gotta ask. So it was actually through iTunes, and mm -hmm. she was a recommended artist at the bottom. Yeah, so of what I was artists? listening to stuff. This is what happens when I just thumb through. It was Mide Toyama. I was gonna say it's probably Mide Toyama because she was also in the recommended for her as well, and I can kind of see that link. So. Yeah, so, and I was listening to Mide Toyama earlier last month, and actually earlier this month too, and also Leola was another one I was listening to, and she also came recommended for Fuki because they did do a song together. And that, so, that kind of like, when I kept seeing Fuki's name pop up at the bottom, I'm like, I'm gonna check her out, and the first track was 365, I heard, and I just loved that track so much. So it kind of got me to be like, you know, this will be a good artist to do that I've never heard of. And it gets me to check out someone new. But yeah, no, I'm I'm very yeah. thankful for your introduction of her. So, you know, I'll be looking forward to the roundup. Hopefully she th shakes things up beforehand. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, checking her out again in a couple of months. See how things uh, progress. And thank you, Luna, so much for introducing us to her. Oh, you are welcome. I'm glad you guys found some enjoyment in her music. Yeah, with that, let's continue on to the Oricon here, and uh, it's, it's it's something, to be honest. <laughs> 
Yes, it is. It's very um, interesting. Yeah, so let's continue on to number 10. It is Niji by Misaki Suda. This will probably be the last time we'll see it before the new year. So, I mean, right after we'll have the Kohaku bump. So we'll see what happens there. But it had a good run. Can't wait for the album whenever that comes out. And this week it sold a lovely 33,590 points here. And going on up to number 9, it is Nobody's Fault by Sakurazaka46. I mean, same what its aims always been. I always have my gripes with it. But we'll see if the live performance for the Kohaku will change my opinion for it. We shall see. This week it sold a lovely 33,696 points. And going on up, it is Dynamite by BTS. It's very interesting that it's it's the lowest it's been in a while, so we'll see what happens from here on out. But this week it sold a lovely 39,820 points. Going on up to our newest track or newest release of this week, it is Butterfly, Solitude Rain, and Vivid World by the lovely girls from the Love Live Season 3. So, Or I shouldn't say Season 3, the third series of Love Live to be correct there because i believe they all have two two seasons right yes they do what do we thought about this one it's the other the last remaining three artists for solo tracks here so so i'm super hyped about this as you know i didn't care for last week's one i i was just very indifferent however this week was very very well like the solo tracks solitude rain and vivid works were fantastic i mean these these girls showed their talent and this is what i was looking for this is what i was wanting out of these solo tracks and i know butterfly was the first part of the a side and it was okay but it's really about solitude rain and vivid world because they showcased the talent. I I just could not get enough of how good it was. I hit the plus sign immediately on both of those. And I wish if more of the solo tracks were like this. The other ones from last week were just so cutesy. And so hyper. And I'm like, this isn't what I want. It's just too much. This was perfect. Yeah, this week really feels like a showcase for their vocal talents. And it was really nice to hear. I... I do prefer Vivid World. I think that was my favorite song of the three. Solitude Rain is pretty freaking good, though. And Butterfly, it's okay. It's not bad, but it's not as good as the other two. So it kind of just, it stinks by not being as well as the other two. So I, I I really like this. I thought it was a huge step up from last week. And Love Life. If you're a Love Life fan, you should enjoy this. Yeah, I mean, for I have the same agreeance with the both of you there out of the three butterfly is the weakest and solitude rain was really strong same for vivid world and the overall tone for this one kind of matched compared to the previous releases and i really enjoyed my time with this single and i can't wait for more now now since we got all the solo songs all the way we can finally get back to group songs and i think the group songs is where they shine the most to be honest oh i completely agree and i'm looking forward to more love live group songs and i cannot wait to this season the series of love live comes to the u.s i will be buying the shit out of it that's all i'll say <laughs> i am hyped because 
so far, what we've heard from the groups has been great. And even the solo ones have been hit or miss. I, I, I'm still hyped about Love Live. Is it So far, it's shaping up to be gr- full of great music. Regardless, this week it's a lovely 44,214 points here. And going on up to Sunshine by Exile. Now, this is the last single with Exile Atsushi. And what a send-off for him indeed with this. I've enjoyed this entire single as a whole. What did you guys think about this? This single was fantastic. I mean... Sunshine, the lead track, was amazing. And I absolutely loved Yakusoku Promises, which was the B-side. It was so beautiful. And I actually loved it more than I did Sunshine. And I thought the remix of Rising Sun, Rising Sun 2020, was great. I This single hit the plus sign in all three tracks. Which I rarely do for all three. And I think Exile literally outshined themselves because this showcased their talent of vocal skills, the compositions. I mean, just everything about it was amazing. Oh, I mean, they absolutely killed it with this release. This is song of the week, release of the week. I mean, you know, all three tracks are phenomenal. And I think all of them stand on their own merits. So I, it's hard to single one out specifically i i mean i like sunshine i like yakusoku uh promises like both those songs are amazing uh rising sun 2020 is a wonderful rendition of that song so i think you know if you're an exile fan this is definitely something to pick up you're not going to regret it it is just three amazing songs that just will really brighten up your day yeah, no, I mean, Sunshine was amazing. Rising Sun, personally, I really like Rising Sun. It's probably one of my favorite songs. Tra- it's probably one of my favorite songs done by the group in modern day. Let's just say that much. But that isn't a a ballad. And I think that this rendition of it actually gives a lot of hope, especially with the children kind of chiming in near the near the end of the song. I really enjoyed this rendition, so... It's it's really good, and I, if this is their send off to Atsushi, it's a hell of a send off. Oh, I completely agree. Totes agree. Regardless, this week it's all the lovely forty four thousand nine hundred and ninety five points here, and going on up to number five, it's Homura by Lisa. Lowest we've seen it in a while, so. It's very interesting that it's down there, but it'll probably pick back up again soon. This week it sold a lovely 56,149 points here. And going on up to Silent by Sekai no Owari. It probably really helped that this is a Christmas song. So it, with the season right now, probably brought up the mood. So... This week it sold a lovely 67,246 points. And going on up to number 3, it is Step and a Step by Niju. Not more we can say. We talked about our gripes over the last couple weeks. And it is what it is here. And this week it sold a lovely 69,149 points here. And going on up to number 2, it is Junjo 
Junjo Impudence and Gyun Saretai Dake Nanoni by Morning Musume 2020. Now, oh, this 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 song is is something. <laughs> what do you, what do you guys have to say about it first? So, I didn't like either. I'm just gonna be honest. Um, Jinjo evidence just. I, I'm trying to even think about what to say because, I I, I listened to this right after the Love Live single and right after Vivid Story, which was fantastic. So I'm going from one idol type to the next. And as soon as I hear Jinjo Evidence, I'm just like, what is this? I, 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 I just felt like I wanted to like it, but I couldn't. The vocals were okay, but it just didn't feel like it matched with the composition that well. And it felt like a big letdown. And then it went straight into... Um, and I didn't care for that one either. I liked that one a tad bit better, but not by much. And the sad thing is, is I actually like the instrumentals for, uh, Junjo Evidence. I love that. And I don't know if it was something with the vocals and how the girls were harmonizing. I don't know what it was. But it just threw it off for me, and this was a big miss. And this is coming from someone who grew who grew up listening to the original Mosumu and what Gotomaki and Matsuraya, and I miss that, and I want that back. And I understand they're trying to do like a fusion, trying to make it more modern, but this just did not do it for me. Yeah, this is a big letdown. Uh, Jinjo Evidence is, I mean, it. I did not like that song. Like, in listening to the instrumental of it, I, I it was an accident. But when, I'm glad I heard it because when I heard the the music backing it and how little it was really there, I was like, oh, okay. So they're really trying to lean on these girls to carry the song, and that's probably the reason why it doesn't work. Uh, and because I, I don't, I just don't think like the like not to dog on Morning Musume too much, but I I just don't think the girls are talented to pull the song the way like this this composition was trying to do and i mean they really need something that really pushes them more than them pulling it if that makes any sense and i i just felt like you know this was not a good song for them i don't think they handle it well i don't think they really work well within the song itself and it's just a mess and uh uh na noni is just as bad like they're both duds and it's just a mess and it stinks i i've never i've never listened to what this band group used to be but they were always like even when we started the show i had heard of morning musume and i know like how popular they used to be and the the whole time like we've been doing this like I've never heard an amazing or awesome song and like the direction they're going in, we're not going to get one. So it's, it's really sad what this group's become. And I really hate to, to see this, but you know, it, it, it's, it's a, it's not a good song. And see what, with this, this is the evidence of going too long, too far. And that's what I'm afraid of AKB becoming where it's just faces 
and not really having a personality and just bland music to go out there to make music. And that's what yeah. I'm very, very afraid that AKB and the 48 system is going to become. Yeah, because I, and I completely get what you're saying and it makes sense to me listening to it like that because back when I got into Mosumu, it was I got attached to these girls' personalities and their music and what they did. And like when one left, I was upset, you know, when I graduated. And how it is now, I'm not attached to any of these girls, their personalities. You don't get to know them like you used to. And I do feel like even though it, they don't churn these out really fast, it still feels like in a way they're still making music to keep making music and to keep going on as a group. I haven't felt attachment for quite some time. And for me, I, I don't want that for any group. I, I feel like once you lose that momentum, maybe it's time to take a break and figure out what you want to do before you just keep making things senselessly and I'm starting to feel that way about them as I haven't found a song by them I have loved in quite some time and it breaks my heart and if that happened to the 48s even though I'm not super attached to them that still would be very upsetting and hurtful in the industry I, I personally I would love to hear Anger Me do this song or Beyonds or Tsubaki Factor any one of those other smaller groups I think could have handled this song much better than Morning Musume personally but that's just me too i think so as well that's that's the thing with hello project it's it's very interesting to kind of see what they're doing but regardless this week junjo evidence and yu saretai dakinano ni so the lovely 116,761 points and going on up to the main event here it is i promise by king and prince i mean it knocked out of the park like how king and prince usually does so what we thought about this track. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice, slow song. I think it shut off their vocals very well. I It's not as good as their debut single still. Cinderella Girl is still the best song they've done. But I think I Promise is, is it's very nice. It fits this time of year, I feel like, as well as it... It's, you know, like a nice wintry love song. So I think for me, that's why I enjoyed it. But it's by far also not my favorite by them. So, yeah, no, this is a really good song. I really enjoyed it. I thought this is really one of their best songs that they've had in years. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing it at the Kohaku uh, in a week. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, I would be higher on King of Prince if they were available digitally, but that's a conversation for another time. But all in all, I think this is fantastic and highly recommended. Yeah, I mean, I promise it's really, de really, really good for what it is. But the thing is, with King and Prince, I'm very afraid of what they're becoming right now because they are literally the last guard of what is Johnny's ass, Johnny's music. And... As much as I love having that old guard, I don't want them to to fall into the trap of only being known for this style. And I know that's very contradictory from Stones and and Snowman, but I kind of want to see a refreshing take on the Johnny's style and 
it sounds to me like the same old, same old. But it is a good kind of high. It's that good kind of thing that I would want in artist, regardless. But I'm very afraid of what's the future is in hold for King and Prince, though. Well, regardless, I mean, it always sells well. They sold a lovely 567,356 copies because it was only physical only. And with that, let's go into the albums here real fast. Trying to see what, what kind of took everything up here. It is Stray Sheep is back up at number nine. We got <laughs> Namon by Polka Dot Stingrays at number eight. So good on them. We got the girls. Bang Dream Girl, Bang Party, Vocaloid Collection. So they did Vocaloid collaborations a year ago. And this is the full track listings for all the all of those Vocaloid songs. Which is very interesting for this one. This time around they have Motophonica and Morphonica and Reza Sulin in there as well. So they weren't originally part of the collab. So it was interesting to see them there. We got Amazurashi with Heiwa Ninen. So it's really good for them too, or for him as well. You got soundtracks again at number four. NCT with recent second album. This is actually just bumped up to number two, but it didn't really sell well with only 18,000 copies. And Heisei Jump with Fab Music Speaks at number one with 249,000 copies. So not a bad get for the album side there. But yeah, with that... Next week will be a very special episode as we talk about our top songs of the year. So be on the lookout for that. And I want to say, you can find us on all the lovely social media stuff at Ongakadu. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find the website at Ongakadu.com. You can also find our affiliates, Karyu Hunter, who is a Twitch streamer who is going through all the lovely things. You can check them out at Twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our other affiliate, TimberTaff, who's just going through Zelda. And I hate him so for doing that. But you can check him out at Twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-R-T-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Rose, who's doing a lot of interesting things. I believe she was playing Monster Hunter last. I'm not too sure. Yes. But yeah, you can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out Fangirl Has No Name, who is a variety streamer and is very popular with the Zelda community. You can also check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that I do at Fangirl, Timber, and Kill called Potasaurus. This past episode was our end of the year episode so you can check out all of our lovely things about our disappointment with the the games released this past year or our top game of this year and why xenoblade is popular and miyamoto can eat kyo's ass a direct quote from that pilot ass episode you can check it out by looking up koryu hunter just same as his twitch stream handle on all podcast streaming services you can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Road 59, more Bang Dream, and I guess NFL football because it's getting to playoffs. And Bang Dream, more Bang Dream. 
Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray, where I tweet about mostly Kamen Rider and Tokus and like Super Sentai. So if you like Tokusatsu stuff, you can follow me there. And you, Luna? So you can find me on a couple places at my anime list, Anime Planet, Letterboxd, and Twitter at LunaMaria87 and Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram. You can see what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, photos of my cat, me talking about my cat, or talking about movies. So check it out. But yeah, I want to say thank you so very much for listening to this week's episode of Ungakuryu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna wishing you a happy holiday. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Ja matane. This is Gray. Hope everybody has a happy new year. And next time you hear us will be 2021. Bye bye for now.